What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Without a Roadmap. This is the show for product managers who don't have all the answers. We plan to tell you the stories of product folks who get the job done every day, but are still figuring it out. My name is Jonas. And my name is Cameron. Jonas and I are both product people here at Parlor, which is a startup located in, in downtown Boston. And today we didn't want to talk about anything product related. We kind of wanted to talk about everything that's going on in the world right now, because there is a lot of things going on in the world, not just in the US, but outside the world, which is affecting everybody in different ways. So we thought it'd be a good way to kind of take a step back from all the, the product, customer feedback, success stuff we talk through mostly on this on the show and kind of just talk about how we're handling all those um, conversations um, here at Parlor and with our other uh, friends in our community. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like it it's appropriate to take a step back and it ties really well into kind of, uh, you know, our day to day work where sometimes it feels like you're so focused on, you know, the tasks at hand, that, you know, it gets difficult to kind of like allow yourself to process that uh, we're in a really like interesting time in the world, like everywhere, um, you know, got coronavirus uh, impacting families left and right, uh, a lot of financial insecurity, kind of changes to the work environment, moving remote, kind of we just like talked about working remotely as if that was like the the only change <laughs> happening around us. Uh, but there's still yeah, there's so much that that comes with that um, kind of everybody kind of processes these things differently. And, um, you know, obviously, more recently, um, you know, what's happened and kind of the resurgence of, of uh, protests against pro police brutality with the, you know, murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And, um, you know, so just all these things happening and, you know, is, can have a profound impact in uh, any individual. And I think as employees, it's important that we, uh, you know, communicate that with our uh, coworkers. But, um, yeah, I think there's, it's just, it's just something that can kind of easily get glossed over um, in, in my experience, in my working experience. But, you know, that's when we're all focused on, um, you know, the, our output, you know, as, as employees, especially at startups, uh, you know, every hour of the day is so valuable. And, and uh, I think sometimes, uh, I guess we could just speak in our experience that it can get kind of glossed over in that sense, because, you know, you're, you're focused on making sure that the rest of your small teams got paychecks and can stay in business. And, you know, but um, I think it does have a profound impact on the quality of work that you can be doing. And, and that's why I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's a worthy topic of discussion, not only for the emotional um, aspect of it, but also um, for kind of how it can affect your business and your employees. Yeah, for sure. Because with everything going on, all the craziness, like it's obviously a distraction because if you go on your phone, turn on the TV, you're going to see the latest and whatever is being reported, whether that's the police brutality stuff or the, the latest numbers um, for coronavirus or even things that, that are happening like internationally. Like you're just constantly getting reminded of those things. And so even though you're trying to get locked in and focused when you're doing your work, that's obviously sent in the back of your mind because you also get texts from your friends, you get Snapchat messages, Instagram stuff. So like you're just constantly in this mode of, reacting to everything that's going on and it's just jarring because when you're trying to deliver on the things that you're responsible for you're trying to stay focused on that um it's not the best to try to ignore what's going on in the world it's probably better to kind of talk it out 
get your feelings out there just so you can actually feel something and be human. Like it's not good to be, to go into that robot mode where you lock in and just remove all emotions so you can deliver what you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found myself having to, uh, put my phone notifications on do not disturb during the day because <laughs> you're just, you're just in the middle of like, you know, grinding out, grinding out some, some user, uh, you know, some stories and you get a New York times article pushed notification telling you that, you know, the death toll is at a hundred thousand. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, how the hell do I like the worst kind of- was uh, with the, with the protests. So I live in LA County um, back in Southern California and uh, because of the protests, they were starting to put uh, curfews on everything. So I'm I'm working, I'm on calls, and I just get uh, just these blasting notifications, curfew at 5 p.m. And I'm looking at it. It's 4 p.m. here. I plan to go on a run at 5 after I finish. <laughs> and so now I can't. And, like, everything's kind of just like, what, like, what's going on? Like, why is there a curfew out of nowhere at 5 p.m.? Yeah. And I mean, for, for those who just listen in and can't see us, you know, Cam and I are both men of color, both black men. And, you know, so th- there's obviously like a, a large, like emotional impact that it has to, to see everything going on, you know, you know, aside from the, the kind of protests and the things that followed, but um, kind of, you know, just reckoning on the daily with, uh, you know, obviously microaggressions and things of that nature, but also seeing, uh, you know, the way that black people are are treated, you know, police brutality, these aren't things that are new to us and, you know, have a, have an impact on how we navigate, uh, you know, daily life. But when it's at the forefront, you know, given everybody being at home and there's fewer distractions and just how heightened everything is, uh, it, it really does like, you know, it becomes difficult to kind of tune out. Not that that's something that I I look to do actively, but um, when you're busy with work and like responsible for a lot of things it you know, it can, it can be a distraction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I said it when we talked about it internally as, as a larger company that, even though we're both the only black employees at parlor, we didn't even like slack each other about like what's going on really. Like kind of, we were both so busy and just, kind of trying to get away from the distraction of everything going on that we didn't even check in with each other, which is, I think it says a lot about how much is going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, like you mentioning not slacking each other. Uh, I honestly, I kind of like went. I'm, I'm pretty quiet on social media. I'm also, uh, you know, just a, historically a terrible texter and just bad at like as good as, you know, they say PM's got to be great at communicating. And I feel like I do a good job on the job, but everywhere else it's, you know, a struggle for me. Um, but it's just, uh, that's, that's something that I've been like, especially, especially bad at more recently. And, um, you know, so I, I, I apologize that I didn't, I didn't check on, check in on you, man. I know that. <laughs> nah, like I meant to like twice or like, more than twice, but like on Monday, Tuesday, like after everything really popped off, I meant to, and then every time I did something happened, I was like, and I just didn't do it. And then, mm-hmm. and then I was going to Thursday, but then Keith already sent the, the company slack, like, yo, we're meeting tomorrow. So I was mm-hmm. like, ah, it's too late now. There's no point. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of, so to that, uh, about the, the company uh, meeting. So I feel like obviously it's hard to have that conversation during the day because 
it's it's not it is a, a larger conversation i guess like a check-in is something that i i wish i did do just kind of be like hey man not, like i hope you're doing well i hope this uh this isn't you know um you know impacting you too much and you know, but at the end of the day i think there is a responsibility on the company's behalf to at least you know make acknowledgement of 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 these things that are clearly having an impact on uh, you know globally or you know on everybody that's on the team uh even if it doesn't impact people on a team i think it's worth um you know creating a forum or you know for discussion on these things because otherwise i think we can just you know get into the habit of of kind of keeping things moving along and and not allowing ourselves to process it and and also it's like you know, more junior employees on the team, uh, it's, you know, it's a little bit harder to, to voice your emotions or concerns with how a team is responding to things. Um, yeah. So that I'll do that kind of segues into like me reaching out to Keith directly. Um, because I, I felt like I was, I was, I had expected that, the company acknowledging that there are two black men on the team um, and, you know, could very well have been impacted by everything happening in the world. Uh, meanwhile, we're grinding away. Parlor is doing, you know, great things on the product side, super exciting. Everybody's working as hard as we've ever worked. Um, but like not being able to take a step back and, and think about how, uh, you know, things in, happening in the world are impacting us. And I think that, you know, goes to like everything happening, uh, you know, in terms of police brutality, but also coronavirus and like reckoning with the fact that we do have an emotional limit, uh, you know, and it can have an impact on the work. Maybe we were working too damn well. And they were like, ah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's doing great. <laughs> no, but definitely. Like, I, I feel like I, I kind of understand like the hesitation sometimes even like as far as just checking in because it can be like a little like it's it's scary to check in on something that's kind of a sensitive topic for most because I mean it came out in when we talked about it as a company that people just didn't know like what to say like they, like they didn't have words of how to kind of communicate like what they were feeling and even though they understood that they wouldn't be able to understand the type of things that us two were feeling in particular to the the the, the police brutality that they just didn't know how to like approach the conversation and, and to start it with us, which you, you would hope to like not have that kind of hesitation as you build a culture of a company, because you just should feel that, Hey, we're all work on the same team. We're, we're kind of building this like family type of atmosphere that no matter what you say, like, we're going to, we're going to know that you're, you're coming with the best intentions. Like, you're not coming with trying to throw, what is the analogy where you throw, would it make the fire bigger? Like you're just coming with your best intentions. You, we, we all know that you're trying to see that we're okay. But so I, I wish we probably, I wish we had a better culture, which you probably can improve on is handling these tricky conversations where some don't feel as comfortable approaching it just because of the nature of the conversation. But you would hope that the culture you build um, doesn't like kind of eliminates that hesitation. Right. Where it just feels natural, you know, yeah. like you're, you're checking in on each other. Mm -hmm. So exactly the, the context of the conversation, also additional context. I have like a long history with the management team at parlor. I worked with all of them at our last company firecracker. Um, so 
it was easier for me to do uh, to do this. But you know what? what so I, as I said, I was a little you know upset with the lack of kind of acknowledgement of everything happening. You know, both coronavirus and kind of the uh, the fallout of the um, George Floyd murder. And you know, so I basically reached out to Keith and let him know that I was like, hey, um, this has been impacting me. Uh, you know, prior to the death of George Floyd, like coronavirus, my brother moving back home, like, you know, every, you know, just a lot of things you know, transitioning to remote work uh, and just like getting right to it and, and not really uh, taking any time off. You know, like there's a, a lot of, a lot of emotions that come with that. And, you know, I felt like there was no acknowledgement of that on behalf of the management team. And the reason why I think that's important is because especially as a, for an earlier stage company where you only have a handful of employees. Um, you know, it's like, I feel like you need some outlet, uh, or at least to understand, like you, you want to know that they understand that like everything isn't, you know, normal right now. Um, mm -hmm. like if, if I need to take some time off, I want you to know that it's not because I am, you know, I don't like working or want to take a break. It's just, it's because like I, I need a break. And right. that, so that's what I felt like was missing. I didn't, I didn't want the company to try and, you know, lecture us or for have us lecture them. That, that was never my intention. And, you know, I don't think that's, uh, you know, the role of, you know, employees at a company per se, at least not at ours. Um, but I, th I just felt like we needed to have a conversation about uh, the company and them being open to uh, kind of having these conversations and, and kind of understanding emotionally how people can be impacted by, uh, you know, current events. And exactly. Um, yeah. Curious your thoughts on on like how that conversation went and if you felt like it, it was like a, a valuable experience. Yeah. So for me, the conversation went. I think pretty well for like the first one. I definitely think we should have more of them because like this hasn't really stopped. Like there's been six murders that have been deemed as suicide of black men found hanging across the country. Like one of them being 40 miles from where I live. So, oh wow. And this is still going on. Like this hasn't stopped. And obviously coronavirus has also started spiking up again in places that have reopened um, fully a lot earlier than probably was advised to. So I feel like this, that was definitely a good first step. And obviously us recognizing Juneteenth as, an, as a company holiday was another good step. But I do think these conversations still need to be had. But to go back to the conversation we had, I think it was, it was good because just to see how um, everyone was kind of supporting us in their own way as far as us two being the only Black employees there and how they all felt terrible about what everything was going on and how some people said they were frozen just because they, everything they were hearing and seeing was just so terrible, but they, and they knew it was awful, but they just, it's like so terrible that they didn't know how to react. Um, and so when that stuff happens, I, I do wish we had a, they, they would feel comfortable enough to come to me, even though um, it could be a lot dealing with everybody asking and checking up on you. But I do think that if, someone doesn't know how to react, I would rather them reach out to me as opposed to not saying anything. Um, just to say, just to know that they have my support, but because it is good to hear the support of everybody else because you see all the support of your friends on social media that you follow, but you also start to surface and see all the things that people don't think the way that, like people don't support the Black Lives Matter movement. Like you still see that 
popping up in different places, either on the news and social media, people that are pretty much fighting against the protests and what they're protesting for, which is kind of crazy to see in 2020. But I do think the conversation went well for the for the first one and having everyone focus their opinions on what they were feeling and just everyone kind of acknowledging that we all dropped the ball collectively, us two included, of not kind of um, – speaking about this sooner and waiting until almost the end of the week to kind of address this as a company. Yeah. I think there was something interesting that came out of it and it was like, uh, like discussing where the company would stand on these sorts of conversations going yeah. forward. And I, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Like we didn't actually like, you know, talk too much about this, but you know, Keith mentioned, you know, in the future, obviously right now, I, I, everybody on our team is appalled by, you know, what happened to, to George Floyd, you know, for example. Um, I, I had no doubt that that was the case even yeah, before we exactly. spoke as a team, but you know, as we grow as a team and like, there's, you know, more diversity of thought is I think how we put it, uh, that might not always be the case. Like you might have, like some all lives matter dude on the team who uh, isn't open to, to like having a, you know, or maybe they're open to having a dialogue, but you know, it, it doesn't go in the same way that we might've expected it. So it's like, what is the company's role in having these conversations? Or is it just like a individual manager uh, check-in situation that is more appropriate? And I totally understand the point. So I, I think it's, it's going to vary company to company. I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, actually, so um, I was planning on addressing Keith in our one-on-one that Thursday because we had one about like um, us not talking about it as a company, but you preempted that. that and I appreciate you for, for doing that and us having a company-wide discussion earlier. And so later that day when we had our one-on-one, I, I asked him about the, the diversity of thought thing. I was like, I see where you're coming from, from the diversity of thought, but as a black person, that can't be the case for all thoughts. Like, right. <laughs> because, <laughs> Like, you can't be thinking just about anything you want. <laughs> exactly. Like you say you want to um, create a culture where everyone's comfortable and sharing their views and perspectives and the diversity of thought. But there's also that comes with the, the case where some thoughts make others feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so like people may not say it, but I've experienced it like at my, my previous company where like I'm just random day to day things, interactions, you can tell that people didn't expect me to be in that position that I was as a young black man at a fortune six company. And so I hope that, and he agreed with me that, 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 that not all diversity of thoughts would be included in the culture he built. So that was a good reassurance that I had to challenge him on, especially given the times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we're looking for all types of diversity, but diversity of thought has got to be within a, within been around <laughs> yeah yeah um but I'm, so i feel like we're pretty in unique situations where we're able to have these conversations with our superiors pretty comfortably um i'm like i feel like that might not be the case especially at bigger companies that are a little bit more bureaucratic and you know if you speaking up to your superior like you know might you know negatively affect your your career mm-hmm. there Yep. Um, so that's something I'd love to hear back, uh, hear from like anybody listening in, like how you would manage or nav- navigate these sorts of conversations at your company. Um, I thought it would be helpful to share uh, our perspective or what we um, did here at Parlor. Um, but I realized that it's that might not be comfortable with everybody. That might not be 
um, you know, something that you're able to do, uh, you know, just given our, our small team and the family, you know, familial culture that we have. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I definitely, I've heard from some of my friends who work in larger uh, corporations that, um, how they're handling it. Some of them, for the most part, most of them are doing a really good job about, um, one email was sent where, um, the CEO basically said, if you need time to just take time, take a moment, take the moment and just get back to us when you know, just let your uh, manager know what you're doing and then no shame given, but this is how we stand. And if you need the moment, take the moment, however long that moment needs to be, we'll be here to support you, which I thought was, mm-hmm. uh, was super, super job well done for a company of that size. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that, that's like the kind of message that, that I was hoping to hear. You know, uh, so that's that's cool. Like one of my one of my family friends actually, um, he got something similar. Works at a bigger company. It's like a PR media firm. Same, um, same. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yeah. I feel like you know they're on top of their PR game. Uh, but uh, he basically ended up taking like a week and a half off, and you know he said it was it was really good for him. He also had um, a friend of his pass away. And so, you know, it's just the fact that he felt comfortable doing that and that they were in support of that uh, is that's I think that's that's the most that employers can do. Um, you know, that's just just understand that, it you know, some people are, you know, just need time. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think there's much more that you can do than just be supportive. Like, yeah, exactly. And make sure think, that you're yeah. f- facilitating a kind of you know, comfortable environment for everyone. Yeah, one thing that kind of just popped in my mind as we were just, just chatting about all this is like obviously crazy things go on in the world all the time and they affect different people, but you never know how they affect somebody until you actually ask them. So obviously the police brutality was very forefront for us too because we're both black men and it just affects us because that could be either of us if we're in the wrong situation or at the wrong place or meet the wrong people. Um, but for things like coronavirus and like remote work and like how that's, that's probably affected you differently than it's affected me. And so maybe what you can do is start having this, like, I don't know, bi-weekly or whenever something crazy pops up in the world, just send like a quick message to anybody like, Hey, um, it's a recap of what's going on. This is what I saw. If it's affecting you, happy to chat about it, support. If you need to take a moment, take a moment, like whatever you need to do. I feel like that needs to be said more often for everything that goes on in the world. Because it can be like a religious war. It can be stuff going on in the other side of the country. It could be stuff happening here in your city if you didn't live in a different city than your coworkers. And you never know how things are affecting somebody. So I think we need more um, more frequent communications about stuff like this. Because the emotional impact is obviously, obviously going to impact how you work and perform. And so if you're not emotionally stable and right, it's just going to trickle down to everywhere else in your life, including work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like I ended up working more and it was almost as like a distraction. And but then it, it got to a point where like it was it just was like really hard. And I kind of I feel like I just broke down a little bit. And yeah. I like there was like a couple of days in a row where I felt like I didn't get much work done. Just kind of like constantly glued to my phone seeing everything happening and that was that was the point at which I was like I have to I have to speak up because then if if like my performance uh you know I don't want my performance to be tied to to me like this is there's something you know ex like an external force that's that's you know causing this and that's you know but it's kind of sad that it got to that point where I felt like I had to speak up because I didn't want it to reflect poorly on me 
Exactly. And I feel like that's probably felt across a lot of people that like they don't want, sometimes they don't want to just say that stuff is being, that they're affected by other things. It could be anything. And I think, especially for things that are more forefront in the news and the media, this, the U.S. in general, for mm-hmm. at least our companies in the U.S., I think it's just imperative that we start having these more frequent check-ins and just statements of, hey, we know this is going on in the world. We know it's crazy. I don't know how it affects you, but if you need to take a moment, day or two, week or two, whatever it is, do it and we'll support you in any way you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the takeaway here is uh, for like you early career folks listening, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, to speak up to, you know, management or your, your superior. If you, if you're not feeling, yeah, yeah. if you're not feeling well, if, if you need to take a break, uh, everybody's going through a lot. I think that it's uh, your company's like priority should be checking in and making sure that you're, you're, you're good. Cause you being good is, is really important to their business. And, uh, you know, what is taking a couple of days off to your like mental well-being and, you know, being able to kind of get back feeling refreshed. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say it doesn't even have to be like your direct manager. If there's someone that's more senior that you're closer with, you can probably go to them if you're more comfortable going to them. If you work at a larger company, just to express to them that you're feeling this and maybe they can help um, uh, manage and let your manager know that you're feeling this way and they can, then you can start the conversation that way. If you're more comfortable going to somebody else in your company. Yeah. So anybody who has dealt with this at their company, uh, please let us know. Uh, would love to hear how you, you know, navigated this conversation. Uh, cause I think that everybody could learn a little bit about it and, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just hope everybody is taking care of themselves and uh, you know, staying healthy, and you know, doing some things to 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 keep them sane during these times. Find a find a little hobby. That's that's been real good for me. Uh, it sounds like Cam's getting on the gardening train too. Uh, I I started seeing some cherry tomatoes. They're 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 watermelon. Finally, yeah, they're popping. They're popping up in the garden right now. There I'm we really go. Excited. Yeah, yeah. Cam's got watermelon. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know we grew watermelons in America. So learn things every day um, yep. I, I got coronavirus to thank for that yep with all that said everybody be easy stay safe stay sane and tune in next time